God. Jared, so much, so much stress at work. Oh, yeah? So much. It's crazy. Like, you have overcrowding. You have violence. They don't give a shit about us. And every single step that we put in place to counteract their violence, they shit all over it, man. They don't care. They are running the system, not us. Yeah, man. I mean, these prison systems are really uh, messed up. We got to really figure out some way of reforming it. Jared, I teach high school. Oh. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Indie Film Review. Film Review. I am Jared. And with me is the other Jared, Dan. What's up, Dan? (laughs) Yes, I am the other Jared, Dan. And of course, that means that there's Jared, the other Dan. Mm, we are but he's not here right now yes that's not me no oh who, i'm the who, original you're the original jared okay so yes. then there's a third there's a third jared dan that we keep um you know in our houses he is betwixt two worlds <laughs> traveling unknown okay yeah whatever uh dan what do we do here i'm so uh, so confused we like to watch independent films and then we like to review those independent films and we like to have fun along the way what I'm into that. <laughs> I'm into that too. And I'm totally not biased about what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, so we <laughs> we watched some short films today. This is a short film episode. Volume 9, mothers. Oh my god, is it volume 9? God, yeah. we've been doing podcasting for too long. Um, and uh, <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to cover some of these. We got a couple films from Anthony Spina, who has sent us... His movies, uh, one is The Program, and then the other one is called Sad Little Boy. Oh, no. you're such a sad little boy. Which I don't is, want I, you to be sad. At first, I thought he was just going to play my life, and then I realized, <laughs> oh no, this, is a, this isn't a blackmail he's sending me. It's uh, <laughs> a film he made, so that's fun. And then uh, uh, me and Dan, uh, so I had a, I had what, a, what you a call them? A uh, Yeah, in, in the flub. biz, a... Uh, <laughs> a fuck up i call it a flappy tuesday no i don't know <laughs> dan and i were supposed to watch one other movie and it was even my idea to do this because we were like oh let's shorten it because I-, I thought we had too many short films in one episode it was like oh we're not gonna be able to fit this into 30 minutes but then uh of course i watched the wrong film <laughs> so so now dan has seen a, a short film and i've seen a short film by uh steve sanders who sent us two films i watched the video store and you watched what was the movie Left alone in the snow left alone in the snow so we're gonna both tackle them at the same time because we've both technically seen them so we'll be able to review them but yeah i apologize uh fuck you know <laughs> shit it happens i'm i'm a human uh, okay, so hey, now we understand what the show is. Now we understand who we are. Now we understand life. That we need to get started. Yes, Here we go. we're gonna we're gonna start. Jared, which one do you want to do first? Do you do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? I, I... Let's. I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay, so the video store, Steve Sanders sent this to us. Interesting thing about this is this is for an escape room. Oh. And I forgot that was the case, and then I watched it. And I had some questions about the ending, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 I remember there was something about it. And I went and read, reread the email, and yes, it is, uh, so it is a throwback sci-fi, 80s, 90s, uh, that serves as the backstory for an escape room. Oh. It's an actual escape room in Bakersfield, California. 
and it's called uh, Birds Movie Zone at Real Escape. You ever done an escape room, Dan? No, but there's one close to my house that I keep toying with the idea, but then every single time I see the $33 price tag per person, I'm like, <laughs> oh shit, I don't know if I want to do that. They seem fun, but I feel like I'd get frustrated way too quickly, and uh, I don't like really? want to work with strangers or anything. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, feel like I would be like, I don't understand, and just like start kicking my way through all the problems, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> be like, you must find the three keys to unlock this cardboard door. I'm like, or I could rip it off its edges. I mean, you do the same shit in video games. What's so different? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. But in video games, everything's glowing and it's very obvious what I need to do. Because what's, what's great about video games is that it's a puzzle, but it fe- it's like super, super easy. And it's like basically guiding you along the way. So when you solve it, then you get like that gratification of, oh, I've accomplished something, but you haven't. Jared likes those and- eight piece puzzles. Whereas I do the 500-piece puzzles. Well, I love those eight-piece chicken nuggets. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, 500-piece chicken nuggets would be great, but it sounds expensive. Uh, and work. So, in this filmum, we have, uh, it's called The Video Store, and it is about a bunch of different characters. We have one who's like an FBI guy. He's got a briefcase with something scary in it, and he takes it to the video store, and... There's like this young kid who uh, wants to rent this uh, R-rated video, you know, and and he and he sneaks it away and he like brings it to his friends like, yeah, I finally did it. And while all that's, that's happening, aliens are invading pretty much, right? Mm. There's aliens crashing into this building. Uh, aliens are abducting that little kid's mom and like really crazy shit's happening. So that's kind of like the layout of what the film is. So Dan... Uh, Please ask me any questions if you would like to So was it filmed at the escape room, or does the escape room play into the plot? Both. I think the escape room is the VHS store, so they, they have scenes in that, and then the there are a lot of other scenes outside, like with just like news reporters reporting on what's going on. It cuts to like the little kid's house and their mom. Their mom is dressed in, like, this old, like, 1950s diner outfit that made me think of, like, Twin Peaks, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was nice. I liked it. And um, so, like, that, that answers your question. Next question. How did you feel about the overall film form? Like, give me some, give me some pointers on editing and cinematography. Mm-hmm. And how, how did the film look? Okay. So the film looks newer, right? I mean, they had some moments where the film would transition to, like, VHS-y looking. But I felt like when it did that, it was kind of random. Like, instead of using it as, like, transitions and stuff like that, it would just kind of happen sporadically throughout the film. Um, overall, I thought the film looked pretty good. I didn't really have any issues with that. Editing never bothered me. Um, yeah, the way it was put together was pretty good. I, uh, I would say, hmm, is there anything? Some of the acting was rough for certain, certain characters, like uh, uh, the little kids. It was clear that they're not child actors. But of course, this is, you know, it's a super low budget film. You're working on it. These kids probably like the first time that they've ever acted. It, you get that kind of feeling where the kids are trying to rush through what they're saying without thinking about how they're going to say it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were some funny moments, too. Like some of the good, kids lines good. were funny. <laughs> I liked the video store owner. I liked him. There's this moment where he... Uh, he sees the FBI guy and he's like, what are you doing here, man? You're being all weird. Cause he's got this briefcase and it's like smoking, you know? 
and he's like, oh, we got to lock this room up. There's there's some stuff going on. And he's like, oh, man, is this aliens? He's like, oh, I totally knew there was aliens. And he's like, I got to call my friend Frank or whatever. And he goes and picks up the phone like while all this crazy shit's happening. He's like, yo, Frank. He's like, there's an FBI guy here, man. He's like, it's aliens, man. I knew it. I knew it. And the FBI guy's like, get off the phone and help me. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Jared, I have a final question for you. Did you see the aliens? Yes. And if so, did they look awesome? Okay. They look, this is kind of a spoiler, but I mean, th- these are shorts. So so for shorts, we're just going to spoil them because there's not much. We'll, we'll try. Okay. If you want to experience the video store, go to Bakersfield, California. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, find this escape room, the video store, uh, uh, Birds Video Store. Also a great name for a video store, by the way. Birds. I don't know why I like that so much. Maybe because I like birds. Yeah, that's probably it. Is Ricky Bird Jr. in the film? Wait, who's that? He's the director, writer, and star oh, of my Oh, <laughs> he probably is. He probably is. That's probably why it's called Birds. Uh, hey, you got a great last name. I like Bird. That's good. Oh, I forgot what the question was. <laughs> How did the aliens look? Oh, aliens are great, man. All practical effects on those aliens uh, they're like giant bugs, and there's there's one one of them is like a giant scary monster that's locked away in the video store, and then there's another one that's like helping the little kids. Oh. So the big twist is that the little kids think that the aliens are bad, and then they get beamed up on a ship. But then when they get on the ship, the aliens are like, no, 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 we're good. And actually, we've been hanging out with your mom, and she's really cool too. And they're like, yeah, these aliens are cool. And then they cut to like this like baby alien. He's like, mama, yama, yama. It made me think of that one like sitcom dinosaurs movie, you know? It's like they all live in a regular house, but they're all dinosaurs. He's like, not the baby or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 90s kids will know. <laughs> yeah. You'll have nightmares again. Yeah, it's pretty scary, but it's good. The only thing I'll say too about that is that the ending is very abrupt. And I think it's it's like that because then you're supposed to play the game interesting so you're supposed to go right into the game after that and to that end so it's kind of like a promotional video yes it is it is Uh, another thing i'll say uh critique wise is that if this is a film you're supposed to watch before playing the game it's too long so it's 20 minutes long you need to find out a way i mean this is my personal opinion obviously because I wouldn't want to sit and watch a 20 minute video before I play a game like this. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. It's cause it's like, that's not what I signed up for. But like I didn't sign up to watch this movie and what's going on. Jared, how often do you sign up for shit? I, okay. First of all, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, uh, the thing is I didn't sign up for this. Dan, I did not sign up for this, for this line of questioning. This is fucked up. No, I get it. I, I completely agree. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If, if it is if it is supposed to be like a preview for a game, twenty minutes does seem a little excessive. But I don't know. Maybe maybe that's not the point of it. Other than that, I like the like the old school feel. It's got like that eighties feel. Uh, I I think a lot of the actors did a great job, except for those kids. And uh, <laughs> but you know what? They're kids. Who cares? And. Um, some amazing special effects. The fucking special effects in this. I mean, they're not all hits, but some of them are amazing. There's this one where uh, these two guys are fucking around in this car, and uh, they both get out of the car, right? Because there's an alien right above them, like a UFO. And I swear to God, I'm pretty sure this is what they did. They had a toy model of the exact same car, and then they lifted the car up. And they just had it look like it got taken away. But it looked so good. 
I'm like, I swear to God, awesome. this is just a toy. And it, that is awesome. it looked amazing. Because I think they had the real car, too, unless it was just like like edit effects or whatever. Oh, it was great. It was great. So, yeah, that, that's the video store. All right, Dan, let's talk about your guy. Jared, I have some fucking context to add. Mm -hmm. So it was sent to to us by whoever sent it to us. However, <laughs> both both video store Steve Sanders and Sanders Left Alone. Us. Steve Sanders. Yeah. Both Video Store and Left Alone in the Snow are directed by Ricky Bird Jr. Ah, yes. Ricky so Bobby. that is the connection. So, Ricky Bird Jr., he wrote, directed, and he didn't necessarily star in it. He was the antagonist in Left Alone in the Snow. Oh. Basically, this Left Alone in the Snow is about a screenwriter who gets away to her um, mountain cottage. Mm -hmm. But it's like a fucking really awesome mountain mansion. Like, Ooh, oh my god, the house mansion. looks beautiful. The house looks absolutely beautiful. Anyway, apparently you said in the email that this was shot over two days with only six people with a budget of a thousand dollars. Yep. Super impressive. So this film is about a girl who is a screenwriter. She goes to her mountain cabin and she's going to go away for a couple days and just be peace and quiet and finish her script. Anyway, while she's there, she has this history with this dude named Teddy. Teddy's kind of like a, I don't know, it might be implied that he's a little slow. Mm. Um, but he's he's a creeper. He he stalks her and okay. leaves her presence. And there's a guy named Frank there that kind of protects Lily. Anyway, she is at the mountain thing, and it does. It's only 15 minutes. It, it doesn't take that long for her to realize that she's being stalked. Mm -hmm. And there's a twist ending. Oh. So, okay, I'm going to say this right now. This film, I want to see it made into a feature length. Yo, film. it would work so much better if you add more suspense to it, add more character exposition. Just, I wanted everything just to be longer. Mm -hmm. it, it, the the twist ending is fantastic. I didn't see it coming, but I feel like you could see it coming. It's one of those like it's one of those great twists that are like oh, I knew it, and then you feel good about yourself, kind of thing. So that's that. Jared, ask me some questions. Dang. Well, first, I want to say, if you want to support uh, these guys making films, it's hecticfilms.com. Uh, you should check it out. Uh, maybe throw them some some mulalo, and then they'll they'll keep making these movies. Because I gotta say, I'm kind of annoyed that I didn't watch this movie. Dude, it, it was so good. Maybe I'll, I'll probably watch it later. Okay, so were they really out in the snow? Yes. Oh, shit. Beautiful location shooting. The like I said, the cabin. We'll put it in quotes because it's a fucking mansion. It's amazing. <laughs> How big is this thing? It's super tall and it has like this really really cool aesthetic. It almost looks like half a church, mm -hmm. but made all out of stained wood. It's really cool looking. So she's out there. You said she's out there. She's like writing or something. Yeah, she's a writer and she is concerned about the guy that's been leaving her presence. But she's like. Don't, because she's talking to her friend on the phone. She's like, don't worry, I set traps for my house. So I'm huh. like, oh, so this is going to be Home Alone. Oh, uh, Home alone no, it. It's not, it's not super Home alone like, Home alone Home alone There's one trap in her house, and then there's traps outside her house that okay. she lures them into. Anyway, I, I, I want to I spoil it so bad, because it's, it's, will, it's really smart. Um, we can do that, right? I mean, we've told people, okay. hey, if you want to watch this movie, go, go check out. Uh, hectic films, uh, go support them. Uh, all right. Yeah, go ahead. I want to hear it. You see, um, Teddy, Teddy's the one who she's afraid of. And he's like, he, he's looking at her house through binoculars and Frank comes up to him and he's like, 
man, you need to get the fuck out of here. You don't want to do that, blah, 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 blah. You you leaving little love notes for her and you're stalking her. We don't do that. Just go. And then he leaves. And then later on, you see Teddy go into her house and she hears things in the house. So she starts looking around and Teddy sneaks behind her and she's like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. The door was open. What am I going to do? And she calls. She calls her friend. And she calls Frank. Mm-hmm. And the phone starts ringing inside the house. And you're like, wait, what? And then Frank is back inside her house. And he is the one that's the rapist. And he's oh. in cahoots with Teddy. So basically the whole time they were, you know, partners. But Frank gets pissed off at Teddy because he's too forward. <laughs> so you're like, oh, my God, what the fuck? So, oh, man. Yeah. So she she disposes of Frank with her home trap. And then she lures Teddy out into the snow where he the, the conclusion is. Well, I'm not going to tell you the conclusion. Mm. She just lures him out in the snow. Mm-hmm. But there is this amazing shot, and I wish he held it for longer. Ricky Bird Jr., um, or whoever the cinematographer was, I I don't know off the top of my head. That's okay. It's a dolly shot, but the camera is on this unit that spins. So as it's dollying forward, chasing them, it's spinning around what? in a circle. And it looks so fucking badass. And I'm like, please give me just 10 more seconds of that. Like, it was so cool. But it, it, it cut away too quickly. I don't know I if mean, I've ever saying, seen that in a movie before. I've seen it a couple of times. There was an old film from Japan called Jigoku. Mm-hmm. And there was this really cool shot. Jigoku's about this guy that goes down to hell to um, save his baby. And there's this really cool shot where it's denoting the passage into hell. And it's on this gigantic the rope bridge. It's on a rope bridge. And then the the camera completely spins around in a 360 to make it look like you're like transversing dimensions into hell. Oh. It is so fucking cool. So whenever I saw that, it kind of reminded me of it. But it was during a chase scene. And it was during the Dolly Ford. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is awesome. Oh, so, man. That's really cool, cool cinematography. I recommend checking it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch um, the video store. So definitely watch Left Alone in this. It is it is worth your time. So one more question about this film, Dan. If you had to tell me some negatives about this, because you've been very positive, and we need to be fair and balanced, TM. Uh, all right. So if I had to pick one thing apart, it would have to be probably the acting. Okay. Um, most of it is fantastic. There's just some lines need to be taken again, I think. Oh, okay. Outside of that, I mean, it was a pretty solid film. What I want to see, though, is I want to see this get written more. I want to see more exposition, more character development. And I want to see it put into a feature-length film where you have these really cool moments of suspense and things like that. Because I think this film could really work in a feature length. Awesome. All right. Okay. Let's get to our other films that we covered by Anthony Spina. Hopefully I'm saying your last name right. I think it's Anthony. Anthony. Anthony Spina. So, the program. Get with the program, Dan. (laughs) Gotcha. What was that about? It was about, it's a really cool concept, actually. It's about a new program that has been um, experimented with in the prism system of the United States. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to start making its rounds to different countries in the world. And essentially, the program is you take the most heinous criminals that um, are in prison for whatever reason, and you get them in a room, you pump them full of, like, 
psychoactive drugs. Like, I think they the drug they were talking about was shrooms, like yep. psilocybin or whatever. Anyway, you get them in a heightened emotional state, and then you give them therapy about what crime they feel most guilty about. Instead of the one that got them in prison, it's the one that you feel most guilty about. And because you're in a heightened emotional state, you're supposed to feel more guilty about it. And then once you do that, there is another dose of drugs and then a more intense therapy session. Mm. So basically Mm -hmm. what they are saying in the film is we are forcing a consciousness onto these people, which I think is an amazing concept. I mean, that idea of uh, using psilocybin to help people come to realizations or feel more is very interesting to me. And I'm like, this doesn't sound too bad. But then at the end they say, oh, there's also this other drug that we introduce that basically makes them into zombies. And like, they don't have any free will anymore. And I'm like, oh, that one sounds a little rough. And I think the movie does a good job of uh, showing all these different sides of like people who are for and against the prison system and how fucked up the prison system is. I'd say the only, go ahead. I was just going to say the biggest thing that I was thinking about the entire time, it goes back to what we were making fun of at the beginning. It's like, so two major things I think about when watching this film, how much the problems in prisons that they're talking about are the same exact problems that I deal with at my job on a daily (laughs) basis. And I teach high school, which is fucking insane to me. And it's always been that way. It's been that way for so long. I know, but that's how bad it is. I'm, I'm like, oh my God. But then I started to think about like, what a strange concept prisons are in general. Whenever somebody gets in a trouble, we're going to lock them away out of society forever. But then we start to get into the problem that a lot of people are getting in trouble. And now we're just going to lock a shit ton of people that shouldn't be together together. Mm -hmm. And of course you're going to have fucking problems. Well, okay. I can only speak for America, but in America we have for-profit prisons and then we have government funded prisons, right? So the more prisoners that you have, the more money you're going to get from the government and the more money you're going to be making. So that feeds into this thing where they want to just catch a bunch of people especially during the war on drugs and everything, where it's like you're getting all of these nonviolent offenders into the prison system, and then they don't want them to leave because they are making everyone money, first of all. Secondly, they can exploit them for basically slave labor. They can charge them like 25 Mm -hmm. cents an hour to build shit that everybody uses. So it's this whole industry that we have going on. And uh, so, yes, I understand like the overcrowdedness. And the other aspect of that is... Is prison to rehabilitate you or punish you or is it both or what's like, how do you feel about that? I mean, rehabilitation should always be the end goal. Mm -hmm. And that's why I like this movie, I think, is because they created this really strange way of rehabilitation, but then they, they added the dinginess to it. They introduced this amazing concept of the program, but then they added an ending that is probably predictable anyway, because anytime that you have something that works, somebody's going to get their hands on it and corrupt it Mm -hmm. for some kind of gain. This is a really hard topic, man, because what is is the alternative besides eye for an eye? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, do, do mass murderers deserve to die or do they deserve to be, you know, are they thinking about their remorse? No, they're not. Yeah. Yeah, So it's, it's a tough topic, but I honestly think um, keeping them in prison for the rest of their life is pretty terrible. It's a pretty terrible punishment. 
we don't really have to talk about that too much. But I like but how let's this talk movie... about the film. Yeah, yeah. This, well, this movie gets you to think a lot about yeah it does. what's going on in the prison system, and I think that's the whole fucking point, right? Which okay, so bear in mind that idea of thinking a lot. Both of Spina's films force you to think about things you don't want to think yeah, about. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So this movie is done in a documentary style. Dan, did you enjoy that? Yes, I did. The thing I didn't necessarily enjoy was the news segments at the beginning. Mm, okay. Um, the only reason I didn't enjoy it is because Spina uses an amazing fucking camera. Yeah. Even... Even better looking in the next film that we're talking about, but the the camera he uses is fantastic. So it doesn't necessarily match the quality standards of mainstream media. So whenever they That's were doing the, the news, whenever they were doing the news, I'm like, I, I'm not watching the news. I'm watching this amazing fucking camera capture what our news story. <laughs> so he should have made it look shittier. That's funny. Yeah. He, he, so th- that's the only thing that I had a huge problem oh, with. Oh, man. But the other thing that I had a big problem with was um, uh, probably the length. I think it could have been a little bit shorter. Um, it had it had everything it needed to do, but then it started to get a little repetitive because we yes. went around the world. We went to like any time that we cut to a new guard, I'm like, "What does this guard have to say?" Oh, the same exact shit. But there was a there was a couple that I really liked that um, the interview with the psychopaths. So there was one psychopath that I believe is a British guy acting like a Southern American. Mm -hmm. And he was pretty interesting, but some of his lines were wonky. But the one that I really liked was the little girl that's in the prison system. And Mm -hmm. she's a fucking crazy person. And her story with her dad was well-written. I love that. That actress is amazing. I thought she did an amazing job. She did. The cigarette burns one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so good. She was fantastic. I think she stole the show. She was really, really great. She did. And like I said, the the story with her and her dad was uh, like, it was, oh man, yeah. that was fucking crazy. So I think definitely focus it down more. So just like edit, right? We just got to edit some things out. Uh, and it's not to say that all those scenes were good. It's just like you were saying, we, we've already getting the point across of what's going on and we don't need to keep hammering it. We've seen all the different sides and, and it's like, boom, all right, we got it. Now let's, because I wanted to see more about the program and it actually happening to people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. that's the that's my big criticism is i'm so interested in the program i'm surprised they show you none of it and i'm like man i wanted to see what that was about more uh but yeah what are you, what are you gonna do okay so now we're gonna talk about sad little boy sad little boy oh yes uh dan what is this who is this boy and why is he sad i have to immediately go into spoilers here so the gist of this movie is a guy who's going through a rough breakup. His name is Dell or Derek. I can't tell. I don't know. Derek, I think. Yeah, but they call him Dell over the phone. Um, maybe I, it's I, a nickname. I don't, know. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, he's going through a rough breakup. Um, his friend knows about it, and he tries to get back with his wife or his girlfriend over the phone. She rejects him, and he's like, I'll show her. I'm going to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Fucking selfish piece of shit. So. Simple premise. Yes. Made pretty fucking terrifying by the performance of this main character. Absolutely. This main character was also in the program. He was one of the people that was incarcerated. The guy who killed his dad or whatever. And then they, yeah. he, he's like at the end and they're like, hey, how did the program work for you? And he's like a fucking yeah. zombie. And they're asking yeah. him like, how do you feel? And he's like, Ugh. 
That was really great. <laughs> oh, uh, one thing too I want to say about the the program. The program is basically just lobotomy. Yeah. If you want to speed that up, just give someone a lobotomy. It's the same effect, except for they don't they don't regret what they've done. They just won't be able to regret anything for the rest of their life. Uh, lobotomies were awful, by the way, and uh, I they do electric shock therapy. I don't think they do lobotomies anymore. Thank thank God. Uh, that reminds me of playing Halo whenever Halo was popular. And you would get a headshot and would go, ooh, lobotomy. Oh my god, you're right! <laughs> Video games were right the whole time, everybody. You heard it here first. Uh, okay, so, sad little boy. I really liked... I, I guess I would just have to say makeup, right? They have, like, the dark eyes and then yeah. the, the chapped lips. He looks so, like, gross and, like, ugh. Jared, where Spina was making you feel uncomfortable with the prison system in um, the program... Mm -hmm. He makes you feel uncomfortable with suicide in Sad Little yeah, Boy. Yeah. Under the video Vimeo, um, the Vimeo title, right next to it, it says mature. I'm like, what's so mature about this? <laughs> the last five minutes of this film are literally a guy committing suicide, and you have to sit there and watch it, and he doesn't get helped, mm -hmm. and it's pretty yeah. sad. So at first, I was like, one of my criticisms was going to be they should cut that scene down. But you start to realize that that's the point. Yes, it's the whole point. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm watching it and I'm like, oh my God, why? This is so ridiculous. <laughs> it and is. it's just it's, like, it's oh, this is so hard to watch. And he's like trying to get the phone. And he's like stuck in the shower. Because you can see like he almost regrets what he's done. He's like, oh no, what the fuck did I just do? I'm so stupid. So I like it. Keep it. I like Make it a lot people too. watch that for five minutes. <laughs> it's really fucked up. That was an ingenious stroke. And like, I went through the same thought process. I'm like, man, this is pretty long. And I'm like, oh, wait, it's pretty. It's oh, it's, for a it's reason. Really long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like this. And then I get so suicide for some reason. Again, we're going to bring it up is a hot topic on our podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah, a lot of did. filmmakers are talking about suicide, but I think this one was done right and it was done tastefully even though it's really hard to watch i love suicide in terms of just the the concept because i find it well i just find it fascinating like how can somebody break that threshold of i'm going to end my life because life is something that everybody holds precious well yeah i mean it's it's always there like depression you know and yes. like anxiety yes everything and all and how all of that stuff can build up and in this, though, it's like you don't really feel bad for the main character. You're like, this guy's just a fucking worm weasel. Um, yeah. I mean, you feel sad for him in some ways, but he's just the whole like possession thing of like, I want this woman to suffer, so I'm going to hurt myself. And it, it's just such a, a fucked up thing to do. But you still feel sympathy for him at the end because you're like, oh, God, why is he doing this? Like, he, he needs to just again figure his fucking shit out. And like, I think that's the point. Yeah, it's exactly. Like there was a legit scary scene where he starts talking to himself. That was awesome. And there's the two different, like there's the profile voice and there's the regular like camera in front of him voice or whatever. And they're talking about what should we do to get her to like me? At first I thought he was going to try to like kidnap her or something. Right. And like convince her mm -hmm. that he was the one for her. And then he decides, Oh, I should probably like hurt myself. And cause he's like, I need to make a big statement. I was like legit scared during <laughs> watching this he did such a good job with like the music and uh, his tone of voice and the camera work it was all superb that whole scene was yeah. great loved it 
Well, there's a couple scenes where you get like a close, like an abstraction of his face and close up, like it's half of his face and it's like zoomed in on his eye mm-hmm. and he has beautiful green eyes, mm-hmm. I think, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, I hope they were green. I don't remember, but they, they, they were very <laughs> captivating. Um, well, sometimes when you're masturbating, you, uh, you know, you see what you, <laughs> you want to see. You lose the details. Yeah, yeah. You see what you want to see. <laughs> Um, but th- that's why I said that his camera is so good. Like whatever he's using to shoot on. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Such a crisp, clean camera. And then there's this awesome scene where, um, he realizes that she's never going to take him back and he gets angry and he like throws all these fucking bottles that he's emptied mm-hmm. into his gullet. Like they're just out in front of him and he like throws it against the, the floor and they break it. It was, it was very good. That's what he kills himself with, by the way, a glass shard. I like how he was a wine drunk, too, you know? Yes. He's really... Oh, you know what? Oh, fuck, Dan. I gotta talk about the worst thing in this film. This is just a fucking travesty. Oh. This is the... I cannot believe they even filmed it, because I was offended. Okay. Dan, they had a stove right next to... Yeah. ...a washing machine... Not a dishwasher. No, okay. So, I, it looked like a it looked like a washing machine for clothes. Maybe this is like a thing in different countries. I don't know, but it 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 freaked me out. I was I that was the scariest thing I saw in the whole film. Why is this washing machine right next to the stove? I'm like, uh, uh, why uh, are you gonna wash your clothes and then dry them on the stove? No, Dan, Jared. that's sinful. <laughs> This deleted scene of the movie where his friend comes in, <laughs> like at the end, at the end, whenever he's reaching for his phone, his friend's like, oh shit, he's probably, he's like trying to bang his way into the door mm-hmm. and um, it ends abruptly like that. Like he, we don't really know if good he ending, dies or yeah. not. Yeah, really good ending. But I imagine the friend coming in and the friend is you. And instead of going to check. <laughs> he's too afraid because he sees the fucking the the fucking washer right next to the <laughs> he goes and he stove. tries to move the washing machine into another room he can't he's terrified he can't even look at it he's like oh no yeah and he takes a spatula and he fucking slaps at it and he can't he can't make it stop he can't make it stop overall jared i am deeply impressed by the short films this week yeah um, they left a lasting impression on me yeah. Whether it be the cinematography, the narrative, or having to sit there and watch somebody die. Yeah. And not being able to do anything about it. So we went from, like, goofy stuff to scary stuff to, like, let's think about how fucked up the prison system is. And then, then like, uh, fucking suicide. We always got to end on suicide. Always. (laughs) What a great time we have on this show. Uh, So, yeah, thank you all for sending these shorts. We appreciate you. Man, God, what a roller coaster! Especially watching all, all a lot of these at once, you're just like, "Oh mm-hmm. my God, <laughs> so much going on." Uh, Dan, uh, why don't you do some plugs for us? Yes, you can find us on Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. You can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail We have a Patreon. Please subscribe to it, maybe, and give us money. But um, that is technically specifically for the filmmakers who uh, want to bump their film up on a shorter list. Our list time, our wait time for film submissions is about six months. If you give us $5, we will put your name on a different list that has a shorter amount of time. 
Uh, hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. You know what I'd really fucking appreciate? If you get off your fucking ass and go to the necropodicon.com. That's necropodicon.com. Con? Com. Thank you. It is like Necronomicon, but with podcasts. It's fun. You'll like it. It's fun. Uh, if you go there, fun. you're going to see some fucking links to some really great shows and podcasts, I mean, and you're going to like um, you're going to like the way you look. That's our thing, we say. Couple shows. Um, you should check out Sons of the Fathers. I'm going to be on that show very soon. Uh, it's a great Lovecraftian Call of Cthulhu uh, roleplay RPG. And uh, I play a fucking idiot. Who would have guessed? It's a lot of fun. You know, we really try to get into the mindset of the characters. And and it's like a little stage play where people can die at any moment. You don't know when that's going to happen. And that's what's that's the fun about it. That's why I love playing games like that. So, yeah, go check it out. Sons of the Fathers. Uh, Another great show is uh, our our friend Brad DMs uh, Fate of Eisen. Fate of Eisen is so fucking good. It's it's your classic D&D roleplay, and they're just, they're fucking having fun over there. They're having fun and being silly like us, but they're also able to tell a very compelling and interesting story in a very intricate world. That's like, yes. the fucking world building in that show is out of control. I love it so much. Uh, there's a cloud demon. I mean, do I have to say any more? So it's like Lost? There's a fucking cloud. Yes. it's So it's basically <laughs> beat for beat of Lost. And I'm getting to the point where they get to the hatch and I'm, I'm really excited to see what's in this hatch. I'm pretty fucking stoked. So go check that out. I'm just kidding, Brad. I'm just kidding. (laughs) So yeah, two great role play podcasts and we got other stuff on there too. It's not just that, but yeah, those are the two ones I want to talk about. Okay. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Dan, you're the final word. Hey, Cameron. Hey, Cameron, get up. It's time for us to record another episode. What stupid movie do you want to do? Cameron? Get up. Are you okay? Oh, my God. Cameron is dead. Check out Bad Red Movies. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.